0: Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game Time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone... And you can search any event, concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout, and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now.
1: Takovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert. Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots, because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to Takovas. And they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented western wear, and it's all kinds of western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted if you can't make it to a store tecovas delivers the most premium quality most comfortable western goods right to your door visit tecovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com and point your toes west quick reminder everybody big mailbag coming up as always on the podcast Go rate on iTunes. This
0: podcast, ask us a mailbag question in your rating. We appreciate it. Also got a lot of separate YouTube comment uh, content as well as we post this stuff to YouTube as well. Everything on the podcast goes up there for the most part. Hey, we Check out, subscribe to the page.
1: Middle. Hey, 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 <laughs> John, I thought as this week went along, we would get less and less quarterback content. Someone gets traded, somebody else gets... You know, we had all our quarterbacks kind of in the conversation that we needed. Uh, we got the Wentz, we got the Darnold, we got the Deshaun, we got the Dax. Like, all right, we have no more room for
0: quarterbacks. And then we added another quarterback in the mix on Tuesday. Pretty great. You, you never know, guy, when these guys either get up in their feelings, when the general manager and head coach get up in their feelings that they want someone else. Um... Listen, some may say this is a little much. I say bring it all on. Can't take enough of it. I I could use more Russell Wilsons and Aaron Rodgers, you know, throwing a little gasoline into the fire as well. Yeah. As great as Where's Sam Darnold is, I Russell and Aaron, come on in, baby.
1: Roethlisberger. Can we get a Roethlisberger? Yeah. Can we get what a did, Roethlisberger uh, demand?
0: What did Bob Barker used to say? Come, come on, on down. down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're the next contestant on where the hell are you going to play quarterback? Yeah.
0: It's a great point. Yeah, so I love good quarterback controversy. Uh, Not even ca- on the field, right? Just uh, off the field. Trade me. Trade me. I'm pissed me. off.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. think there's a couple things that are happening right now, right? You've got a lower uh, the cap is coming down. You've got a you've got Deshaun Watson. I think all these guys just watched Tom Brady change teams and win a Super Bowl, and Tom kind of called the shots as he went. you just got You've got a lot of new offensive coaches moving around the league. you got Aaron Rodgers, got a new coach and had a lot of success. You've got guys that you thought were franchise quarterbacks that a lot of teams, I mean, the golf trade, I think, Uh, Dak status up in the air. you just got all these guys that it looked like, it looked like Dallas, the Eagles, the Rams, the Lions for a few more years. Like they just had quarterbacks. They wouldn't be changing quarterbacks in, in the next five to
0: seven years, right? And all of a sudden they're changing quarterbacks. Um well how, how long can you tell people, especially the best, a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, quarterback's the most important position. You're carrying the team, your bank account says you're the most important guy on the team, without them going, why do I act and conduct myself like everyone else in this room? When the coach admits it, the general manager admits it, my bank account admits it, everyone that talks about football for a living and the fans admit it. So w- w- I'm the boss, right? Let's let's shift the power. To me, now, is that healthy? We've seen in the NBA, even though ironically, like, before I was even born, Magic Johnson got a coach fired, right? When I was young, Michael Jordan got coaches fired. It's not like, LeBron is the first guy shoving his weight around. Like, yeah, check out Google the NBA history book. Get Bill Simmons' book. Like, it's happened forever. But I do think it's just magnified now. Like, you don't need to wait for your morning paper to be like, oh, so-and-so is not happy, right? It goes viral pretty quickly on any of the 17 million social channels. That's right. That's right.
1: Uh, by the way, John, we do have a DraftKings game. There are twelve spots left in it as of the recording of this podcast Ooh. on on Tuesday afternoon. I already uh, made my squad. Uh, so did I. Although a DJ, who was the most expensive player, has withdrawn with a, a long flight. Officially listed Arabia. as a fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, do you blame him, John? He. I didn't realize till you told me that he just won the tournament that they played over.
0: Where, where did they put, Were they in Dubai or? Wherever they were, started in Qatar and then went to Dubai, oh, okay. or maybe vice versa. Might have been the opposite, right?
1: Yeah, because there was two. It was two weeks of tournaments. You back right. to back, yeah. yeah.
0: Unlike the, I think the PGA Tour can pay for a pair or not allowed to. Like it's just like a business model. Like they don't pay Tiger to show up, right? Not true in the Middle East. Yeah, <laughs> sources say they pay a lot. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> to
1: to get yeah. a guy to be a headliner at one of their tournaments. Yeah,
0: And I think that it's intermixed with his his sponsor, RBC Heritage or whatever, was one of the main sponsors over there. Gotcha. I saw a clip on Twitter. He duffed a ball. And then the next shot, he hit it like five feet, tapped in for birdie. (laughs) I mean, credit to him for going there and winning. Like, if you're going to make the trip, you win. It does have a little bit of a Middle Eastern Scottsdale vibe. Just the course I've seen, you know, with the...
1: Similar terrain.
0: Yeah, just kind of... It doesn't look not cool.
1: No, I, I think it's... There, I think there probably is some some uh, like uh, it's very like a man made resort type situation. 100%, yeah. yeah, it's not the 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 natural beauty of uh, you know Pebble Beach. It's how far is like uh, Israel from that area? Yeah, I wouldn't say far. I don't yeah. know, like what? A, it's how not long like Sacramento to the Bay Area, but, but it's, it's like, like the Middle maybe East. the Bay Area yeah. to Texas or
0: something. So, Saudi Arabia
1: hours. is pretty big. I, yeah, I don't know what the mileage would be, but it's it's part of the same re- region. I guess, yeah. you call it the Middle East for sure.
0: I I would love one day to go. I, I will go one day to just that. Qatar, K golf maybe Dubai. in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my just, mom grew up in
1: Israel right on the Jordanian border. And on the, the other, other side, side of Jordan too. is Saudi Arabia. Gotcha.
0: So. And on the other side of, of, I guess, wait, what uh, I'm going to sound stupid. What Israel is the country, correct? Correct. What side's Palestine on the other side? Palestine is in is
1: is like its own. It's in Israel. It's quite a gotcha. bit of controversy about what belongs okay. to who. Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought I thought it was like a separate area, and they were fighting over turf. They're all in the same area. Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. There, they are fighting over turf. In in Gaza Strip is conne- is part. I mean, it's not its own. Country. Okay. Yeah. A lot going on there. Uh yeah. But and then you got Egypt on the other side. Attached, okay. obviously, you know
0: that's Egypt's part of Africa. And then that, then it's just Africa from go down. Then Africa forever. Away. But like Saudi Arabia is right off of like the Red Sea comes up and through. Well, I saw one of the pictures right off of, Africa. of DJ putting is the Red Sea is right there. Really, it's on the water, and I was like, "What is this? A man-made lake or something?" And then I this is the, on the Twitter. It might was have like, been the what per- a beautiful Wait, view of the Red of the. Oh, it was, it was the Red sea. sea. Oh, okay. I thought so. That's what I heard someone say. That's what I'm saying. It, it does look pretty cool over there. You've been to Israel. I mean, it's many cool. times. I was right. born there. Oh, I yeah. love it.
1: I mean, you know, even Bieber will go on a concert tour there. It's very, uh, very band. awesome,
0: very awesome place. Yeah.
1: I um, love her. I'd love to go. Great food, which is uh, also a big deal. Let's okay. Eat. Get to some quarterbacks now. Yeah. Russell Wilson, John. Is he unhappy? Uh, Dan Patrick, pull it out of him. He wants to make decisions, he wants to be in on player personnel decisions, John. Um, he mentioned. Actually, before I mentioned that, there was also this report that people were calling about him in trades.
0: That came out on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Or I guess Super Bowl weekend, which in itself, I didn't think that much of. Right? Because there was just a lot of things coming out. Just like, you know, people just trying to get the internet streets moving. Then to me, what day is today? We're recording this on Tuesday. So he would have gone on Dan Patrick Tuesday morning. Yeah. Almost, is this orchestrated? This this has a little bit of, remember, like, Jimmy Butler storms out of practice. And then at night, Jimmy Butler was sitting down with Rachel Nichols. Like, what, did Rachel just fly out from L.A.? This It felt like, did did Russell plant this to get, like, what the... Then Seattle's thinking, what's going on? And then he's sitting down with Dan Patrick, kind of making a power play. I haven't quite put all the pieces of the puzzle together. I just know this. I have it red flagged. Something's going on. Like, it's not even arguable now. J- Lock and Fora, who you can argue sometimes... Not always on point, but it said something that Russell's camp had been mad that he's getting hit too much. He mentioned that with Dan, like, I'm tired of getting hit so much. I just saw the, I didn't watch the visual. I just read the audio. Sometimes you just read a tweet can Mm -hmm. be taken out. It can read different than it sounds, but it's not like the evidence is in something might not be much, but there, I, I don't think they're just. Crossing arms, singing kumbaya right now in the Seattle front office. Pete, John, and Russell, right? No, I, I think that much is absolutely clear. And I did watch. the coordinator I, just got fired. I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there was the, the thing with, were they going to trade him to Cleveland? Remember that story a couple of years ago for the number one pick? And then there was the story, Ciara wants to go back east. Was that part of a contract negotiation kind of time? Yeah, but it also felt,
0: but then you're like, that kind of makes some sense. New York Giants.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I did not, I saw a clip, like what I watched, some of the stuff he said, I saw clips. I do wonder if he would have appeared on Dan's show anyway because he was the man of the year in the NFL. So that's
0: possible, but whatever. It doesn't matter why he was there. Good, good, good good point. There is media that comes along with being the man of the year. It's a big deal. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It's they show him at the Super Bowl sitting with Roger Goodell, Ciara, give her credit. Wearing sunglasses at night, I wish I could pull it off. I would fall
0: in two steps. But I just can you see anything? I I don't know. I mean, we've all maybe done it a little intoxicated. You can't see. How does PFT or see anything? <laughs> That's <a>
1: great question. <laughs> I've tried. I remember trying to in a bar in Boise. I tried to walk in with my sunglasses on, and I was I couldn't do it. I I looked drunk, yeah, I, and I was, but not for that reason. You can't see anything. Can't see. So uh, could you see this guy actually getting traded? I mean, one thing I you know I'll tell you when my antennas went up watching the interview with Dan is when he mentioned Tom Brady and LeBron James. Right? Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson yeah. mentioned Tom Brady and LeBron James. And if you watch, it was a pretty reasonable thing because Dan was Dan would not let him get off the hook on. Do you want to be involved in personnel decisions? And, you know, Tom goes to Tampa and what does he do? Like he's let's get Gronk is here and AB's here and Lenny's here. And of course, LeBron. I mean, LeBron's got an agency. Basically, LeBron's running organizations. Ba- basically, oh, not he basically, does. literally.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. There's 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 something there. I my, my question would be is there's always been a little bit and I think this is part of any negotiation. I'm sure I've never been a part of one when you're investing as much as you have to do with a superstar quarterback. Remember his first huge contract extension, they had leaked out they were gonna remember his agent was a baseball guy, and it was like he's gonna break barriers first ever guarantee. Turned out not right. to be true. Fully you know gar- who got fully it? guaranteed, yeah. right. Cousins was actually broke the barriers, but kinda right. He got a he had to take three years, not like five. Last year or two years ago, when he got his big extension, his second one. I mean, he's made. Let's not get it twisted. Russell's made a lot of money, right? Clearly, off the field, he's made a ton. Like, money is not the driving force now. I think when I watch Russell, just a couple of the clips, the the text. Do you agree with this? Red different than just when you watch him with Dan. Like, he's not like controversial towards Seattle or like just
1: no smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially because Dan is a, Dan is a fantastic interviewer and Dan doesn't let guys off the hook. So even Russ tried to like get around it. And Dan's like, no, you're not answering my question though.
0: Yeah. I felt, and he used this term like my legacy, the team's legacy. Like that's when you say that's the point in time of his career. Now he's got hundreds of millions of dollars He's invested in startups. He's fucking super rich. Money, he's already at, like, Stafford's point in terms of he's so rich, it doesn't matter, even though he's going to keep making a ton. But he's Um, already got uh, pelts on the wall and already headed to the Hall of Fame.
1: And, like, Brady married to somebody who's really rich. So his wealth goes far beyond his football earnings. So
0: I, I think he looked at it like, we just lost in the first round at home to a team that was rolling out a backup quarterback and then brought in the guy with a broken thumb. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm just getting judged like Russell and like Tom. Right. He's in that wave of quarterbacks now. Like, he's not talked about like any of the younger guys. He's kind of in that group of, you know, he's he's going to be Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, where for the next five, six years, we're just talking about like adding pelt to the wall or not. Right. And I wonder if he looks at Seattle like they've been pretty hit or miss, right? Well, they've drafted running backs and missed. They've traded for guys and missed. Now they did draft DK, who's been a star for him. They drafted Tyler Lockett, who's been a star for them uh I think they're always pretty aggressive they trade for Jamal Adams I I just think there's an element if you were in put yourself in Russell's shoes where you just go it's not good enough like we I just look at other teams and they do a better job even if I will tip my hat and say you did try I don't think like you're mailing it in on me I just want better and I'm at the point now where I need more say yeah and that's kind of the vibe I got which Listen, are we sure Seattle trusts him to get saved? Like, wh- what are you going to tell me, Russell, that I don't already know? Right? I, I think that's where I think you get, like, does, who knows more football? Like, Russell is their most important player. And this is where I think you get into murky water in these situations. So Pete goes, okay. And John sits down with him. We're going to listen to you. Well, when I say that, and we use Deshaun as example, the moment I don't listen to you and I take your advice, that's almost worse than never asking you. It's you like, oh, guy, so you're
1: saying the, most, the, the moment I don't listen to you and I don't do what you asked.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I sit down with you, guy, and I say, what should we do today or something? Yeah, and he goes, I'm and telling you, you tell Larry me, Fitzgerald's got something left. Exactly. We're like, we need to get Patrick, Patrick Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, and then I do the opposite. I go sign Akello Weatherspoon for a quarter of the price and then draft a guy It's almost like a bigger fuck you to to you. Right. Right. And I whatever the podcast equivalent would be, I don't listen to you. You'd be like, why did you even ask me? Well, because you told me to ask you. But you're just doing that out of pandering to me, even though you never had any intention of listening. And that's where I think it gets weird in football. In basketball, it's so easy. Like, oh, LeBron wants Rajon Rondo. Okay, cool. No big deal. In football, it is a lot more complicated, right? Because the money difference of a million dollars can be the difference of signing a guy and not signing a guy there is a clear line of delineation for guys to fall off a cliff when they hit ages and other sports that like at 30, like Patrick Peterson might be shot or he might have one more all pro year. I, it's going to be one of the two. If you told me Patrick Peterson next year is a pro bowler, I'd believe you. If you tell me he looks terrible, I'd also believe you. And that would be a guy like, clear, I don't think Russell's like, Hey, this third stringer on the Eagles so I was watching some special teams tape. Exactly. I think he's the next star. Like, that's not who he's bringing up to you.
1: Right. Russ is like, I worked and, out with this guy, and I'm telling you in the fifth round, he'd be a great receiver.
0: Yeah. And that's that's in,
1: where you actually could be helpful. It's like, hey, I worked out yeah. with this guy in Southern California. We should look I, at him.
0: The the meetings I've been in for free agency or the draft, they would welcome that conversation. But coming in there and listing the three most famous guys is like, yeah, Russell, we know. we We have – we've been in and i'm this is unfair i don't know if russell's asked for patrick peterson but i it does feel kind of like whoever that equivalent maybe is a guard or tight end or whatever right like look at this year i'll give seattle credit they brought they signed greg olson right they went out and signed a guy that maybe he had something left they, last year they drafted dk Metcalf. they went out and put all their chips in the middle of the table for jamal adams trying to improve their defense because the better a defense is the better a team is yes. it is a team sport yeah but I,
1: I that's where I, again, I'll go back. And we, I should also say the other thing that we, they've watched is the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think the Tom Brady thing specifically, though, I tweeted during the Super Bowl, Tom Brady is only throwing to people he signed. Because he threw to Gronk, uh, and he, he handed off to Lenny. What's the other one? Who, who was the other one?
0: Antonio. He th- and Antonio, he right? The toward the end of the game. He and, and tried and, to get him a touchdown. Oh, he did get him a he touchdown. He got him a touchdown.
1: And somebody had a great reply to me. They were like, no, he's only throwing to the people he trusts. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Now, is that really what was happening? No. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they're number one and two on the de- on the uh, scouting report. They schemed Gronk open. But I do wonder if you watch that and you're rushed, you go, I just watched this guy in the Super Bowl. All the guys that scored were the guys he brought to the team, the guys that he trusted, the guys that he wanted. Now, the response would be, yeah, well, Gronk's like our fourth option on offense. And yet you're right about Leonard. And A B, did we really need him? Like that that would probably be the
0: response from the Seahawks, right? Wasn't Seattle rumored to be in on him? Remember that? On Leonard Fournette? A- no, Antonio Brown. Oh, like, yeah. they were that's one of right. the teams. They were. I would say any troubled wide receiver over the over Russell's tenure as the quarterback, Seattle is always like, dude's been uh, busted 17 times for drug failures, but he can run a four four. P. Carroll. Like we always, and it makes they brought in Josh Gordon. They were sniffing around on A. B. Like, I, I don't think... To me, the Packers have more... And Aaron has more of a beef. Like, sometimes we just cut corners. We take the easy route. I do not view Seattle like that. They have taken swing after swing. Do they always work? I think they, I think his comment, John Schneider's, would be back to Russ. Like, the nature of this business, not everything's going to work. If if I just listen to 100% of the things you say, no one's going to be perfect. Now, is there something in the modern day? Do you listen to some of his talk? But that gets back to... Do you know how much more film John and agent and just different talk these guys have of what a guy's going to cost? They have to do big picture analysis of their salary cap. I'm not trying to defend like the front office relative to the quarterback, but Tom has infinitely more experience. He's infinitely more accomplished. And it took him leaving Belichick, who did not listen to him, to go to Arians, who let's face it, were desperate. I don't think Seattle goes, we're not desperate. Like we win every year. But I think Russell's pushback. Going to the playoffs now is nothing to Russell, right? It doesn't. He's expected to mm-hmm. anything less than a failure. He's now judged on winning, which I think is kind of bothering him. Okay, Russell, you want to trade? Let's say we trade you the Jets. They give us three first rounders: the number two pick, their other first rounder, and a first rounder next year. So, you, okay, that team's way worse than ours. Right. Good luck. Yeah. We're, like
1: what? What Indy? do you want?
0: Miami, maybe. Miami. Yeah, I. The other thing, what w- would you think about it if you could get like three ones and two twos and a player back or something, and just completely start over, draft a quarterback, reset your franchise? Yeah, I would think about it in part because of how expensive he is. You just traded two ones and a two for Jamal Adams. That's not really. That'd be a quick shift. And it would be.
1: I, you're like, oh, great, we reloaded our picks. Fantastic. What are we gonna do with Jamal Adams now?
0: Um, what could you trade Jamal Adams for? A one. Yeah,
1: probably? I guess you would have to. You probably would have to turn around and trade him, right? I would think about it just given the expense, but ultimately, there's no way I would do it if I were Seattle. I wouldn't. Um, I know he's He's, aging, but physically he still looks very good. This is exactly – Seattle is a very good sports
0: town, right? Like when they open back up, selling tickets to that bad boy is a big part of what they do. Um, Guy, he owns not just Washington. I I think he owns Oregon now. Like they've become such a big Seattle area. Seahawks because of him. He's the most famous Seattle Seahawks ever by a mile. Yeah. Right? I, the the only way I would do it if I were them is if I was getting a pick that I knew guaranteed me a quarterback that I liked. That's why it'd have to be Miami or the Jets.
1: Yeah, because no,
0: actually, Miami makes some sense. If you're Miami, I'd rather get Russell than Deshaun.
1: Absolutely. But I also think, you know, we're t- we're talking about a GM who over the last five, over, over his tenure, an organization that has anybody cared less about first round picks. I mean, now the Rams seem like they care less about first round picks. But Belichick had a run. Belichick doesn't care about first round picks, but they like the reason they trade out of the first round is because they look at the 21st pick and go, uh, how do I know what that's going to be? So that would be to me, the organization that looks at their quarterback and goes, I know I've got a superstar quarterback. Like they just love the known, which how could you not? So,
0: but remember one of the rumors a couple years ago when it was like a tangible rumor that was out there, whether it was true or not, I don't know, but people were talking about it. The Browns trade like yeah. three ones and one of the ones was the number one pick because if you're getting the number one pick that's worth multiple ones. We know that and it was like they really like Baker Mayfield. Let's say they had done that. That would have been a devastating move for Seattle. You, If you traded because their team's Russell not as Wilson good for Baker Mayfield as
1: the Browns team is. So the Browns would look good right now. <laughs>
0: they. They'd be fucking crap. Now, I
1: guess they would have traded a couple of the picks. Who would they not have drafted?
0: But I'm just saying, but, even in a vacuum, win or loss, you would have been like, you would just look at it. We got rid of Russell Wilson ultimately to replace him with Baker Mayfield. Like, that, you don't shake that. And I wonder if you're John Schneider, that has to be in the back of your mind. Like, I loved Baker Mayfield. I thought he could be like a Russell. If that's even true. You just would do the MMQB and be like, God damn, that would have got me fired. I Remember, he just got a huge contract <laughs> extension. That would have been one of the most devastating moves in GM history. And yeah. Baker's not even terrible. I'll give him that. He's gotten better. But relative to Russell, that would have been a fireable offense. What, uh, would you even bother calling? If Honestly, it might have was- got, got them both
1: fired. It might have, because they're taking the- a lot of heat now and they got Russ. No, <laughs> yeah. I think the con- they would argue like, yeah, well, we're paying them a lot of money. It makes it harder to build a team around him." Which is true, which is true. Would you even call if you're the Niners, or would you be afraid that like, yeah, just to me, it's a not It's back to my division thing. It's a non-starter. Yeah, but would you call? Is my would, if you're the Niners, do you, if you're John Lynch, like, hey, John, what's going on, Schneider? Just checking in. Is this wrestling real?
0: Uh, because you're what right. Philosophy I one philosophy I've taken is anyone that asked me, a, you know, like a hey, I got a business idea. Even if I like read an email and like, what is this? I, I just reply. It's one of the things I hated as a scout. Like, why do I need to look into this? And now looking back, like you do, kind of need to look into anything. So yeah, I mean, you'd be if he, you'd be negligent at your job to not place a call.
1: But I agree with yes. what you said. Zero percent chance to me if the if the Seahawks decide to trade him, they they could not trade him within the conference, right? You're saying you got to go to the AFC. Yeah. Well, at minimum,
0: you're not trading him in your division. Like he's not going to the Forty ers you one million percent could not trade him to the 49ers. I would say if you listed the teams, you you that would be the last. They'd
1: be number one on the down. list of the teams you can't trade him to.
0: Yeah. If you were a Seattle Seahawks fan and let's say the Niners gave five ones and a player and Russell Wilson went to the Niners, like I would never forgive John Schneider. Would you?
1: <laughs> no, because he trades. He's you do know, He moved back with all those picks. He wouldn't even use them. Right now, save fifty percent on the Sleep Number three hundred and sixty limited edition smart bed. Sleep like we do at sleepnumber.com/slash/ham
0: or sleep number stores, John. Let's face it, guy. Let's be real. Sleeping better changes your life. You're more energized. You just feel better. You're healthier. You're happier. Since you and I, yeah, both have sleep number beds. I know this the last couple of years. I have slept much better and I've never been a great sleeper, but we've all had bad beds. It's miserable. And maybe if you're super super tired, you, any human can like sleep on the floor once. But you know, if you sleep on a bed, bad bed consistently, it ruins. I mean, I, it would ruin my life. And sleep number and the sleepnumber.com/slash handles where you get the bed can change your life. And it has for me because I sleep dramatically better. And I I put my setting around forty five fifty, and it just I I can't rave about the product anymore. And you know, you're sleeping better because a you feel better, and b you got the sleep IQ numbers since last
1: March. Sleep IQ sleepers gained an average of 53 hours of more restful sleep.
0: You know when football coaches like, what's going to be our point of difference? Like our defensive line, our no penalties. My point of difference. Sleep. Like when, when my competition is just, I sleep more.
1: Yep. Because I sleep better. Sleep number. Go ahead and text ham at 930. See if you get a reply. <laughs> no <Nope>. proven <laughs> quality sleep is life-changing sleep right now. Save 50% on the sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus special financing on all smart beds, only for a limited time. Sleep number stores, or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Go there right now. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. Sleep, sleepnumber.com slash ham for details. Do it. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Raiders, John. we talk a lot about Derek Carr. The uh, article in The Athletic from Vic Tafer, multiple sources, including one GM, told The Athletic the Raiders' preference is to move Mariota and keep Carr unless someone makes a ridiculous offer for Carr. Apparently Jay Gruden weighed in on it. John said, so "I never know what John's going to do, but I'd be shocked, really, the way Derek's played this year. I don't know why I'd want to get rid of him, but who knows? If there's another guy out there they really, really like, at the end of the day, it's a
0: business. Uh there is no question to me what they got to do. What they got to do is trade Marcus Mariota. John. Quick side note: I don't know how to get a hold of Jay Gruden, but I'm going to do some texting around. I actually feel like he's made for a podcast. Right? You've given me a couple Jay Gruden nuggets the last like yes. couple weeks." And it's just like, God, this guy brings it. This guy's got some takes. Absolutely. Jay is, <laughs> is ready he, to roll. Well, if you think about it. If you're uh, Jay,
1: you're like, you know, John looks like he would really enjoy doing TV, but he can't. Maybe there's $10 million a year out there for me. <laughs> I Monday Night Jay Football. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm reading, I got the Roto World piece pulled up, and they just basically, Roto World was Twitter before Twitter, also with just a take of an overall take, and one of the lines in here are some are thinking that Mariota can be a reclamation project. A little bit like Ryan Tannehill was who basically Wally pipped slash just beat out Mariota, right? Mm-hmm. Cause Mariota, I thought he was shot. I'm like, I don't feel it. You got to give him his due coming off the bench in you the do. game against the Chargers on a short week. He looked pretty good. I also think you got to base his play. He's been a starting quarterback in the league consistently year after year after year, right? A couple injuries has a playoff victory on the road against the Chiefs. Like, that did happen. And he had a very, you know, uh, accomplished college career. Like, he's an accomplished player. I think we, as the season gets sometimes going, you just end up with, like, how is Chase Daniels still in the league? Like, what is Blaine Gabbert doing? How is Mullins? Mariota, to me, is in a different world of a lot of the backups in the league that... Maybe he just is a backup, and if that turns out the case, I know this, I would rather have him as a premium backup than a lot of like, well, we got Chase Daniels for $2 million. I'd rather have this guy for like five or six. But is there is there a chance that like, if your team is really good, if I put him on the Saints next year, could they make the playoffs with Mariota starting 16 games? I believe they could. If he, if he showed signs of what we saw in just that one game with the Chargers. And we know that Mayock and Gruden think highly of him. Uh, I think his... His character is off the charts. You've talked to him. We've, I've talked to him before. He's just people that I know that know him really well swear by him. It was like his talent, right? It's like, you know, is he a little Alex Smithy? His passing I think
1: ability, the pu- yeah.
0: The pushback is, unlike Alex, He's he hasn't been the most accurate guy. Because his arm's not great, but he's not really accurate. In the one game that he played, he was 17-28. to 28. Like he In that game, I thought he was good. He looked like a guy that can start in the league. Yeah, I mean... So to me, if you need a bridge starter for $10 million, you could do way worse. I mean, we've seen the Glennons of the world get 20 and be a complete flame-out. Like, I do believe this guy could start 16 games. Is he better than Teddy Bridgewater? Feels like probably. He's a little more mobile. Maybe. I. So a couple things. First thing. If your team you, sucks and he's your starting quarterback, you're probably not going to be good. Well, so... That's the Teddy analogy. Would like you, you put cons- him on the Carolina Panthers, they would be bad. Too. Yeah, yeah. Would you consider, though keeping him at ten
1: million dollars, knowing that Derek, you know, it would still make your quarterback room really expensive, but Derek's not making thirty-two million dollars. You'd be paying basically, I think, uh thirty-two, thirty, twenty-nine million 29 million yeah, 20, 32 million dollars for you two quarterbacks.
0: Derek's cap number is twenty-two. So you need so many other things you you're not willing to do that, right? If you told me that Derek is one hundred percent staying, Mariota has to go yesterday. I get my days mixed up. They guaranteed Peter Peterman a million dollars. Yeah. So you just have to, use to your backup. Derek's your starter. I need that $10 million to sign two corners or sign a linebacker in a corner or just sign one corner. Like I maybe go big game hunting, okay. but I, I need that money. Yeah. yeah. So, because but the Raiders just admitted what they're thinking, right? Yeah, because they, maybe both guys are on the table. Could you, could you roll back? Is there any way that you could justify... Trading Derek, let's say the Bears, one and a two. So you get a first round pick. What is it like? 19 and their second round pick. Mariota's your starter, Peterman's your backup. You use all that ammo with your own pick to just rehash, just kind of reset the franchise, or is that too risky? And if he's not good, you're fucked.
1: Not a chance. Derek didn't, in hell. Throw, Derek no didn't way. throw
0: forty touchdowns
1: this year. He threw twenty seven. I, I only pretended to think about it. There is no chance I would consider doing that if I were the Raiders. No chance. I'm no no with you. No, 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 no. Not if I you just do, I, unless you're I, resetting, I, I, but they, they have no I, reason to do that. I do I that. wonder,
0: I do wonder, last year when they signed him, I remember, and the, the good part about Mayock and John, with the guys that are a little older, now they've both been in the league, I guess Mayock now two years, John going on four. So the group of the like the guys that are like, Sam Darnold, I, I don't have John Gruden's draft grade. But like Marcus Mariota, I remember when they signed him, Mayock just goes, look at my draft rankings, you know what I, th- YouTube me. Right, YouTube John. He had quarterback camp. You know what they thought about him. They like him, and they gave him a pretty good contract. And then he played well for him. Yeah, but he's not better than Derek Carr.
1: So their team is worse no. if he's their starting quarterback.
0: And you're not saving to me if Derek was making thirty three instead of twenty. Like that, they're only saving twelve million dollars. Well, and you're trying. And you I are think
1: desperate th- to make the playoffs. Desperate, <laughs> desperate. So there is yeah. not a chance you can do that. And I said this last year before the season started. Marcus Mariota is not taking Derek Carr's job. He's not better than Derek Carr. I, I there's a lot to he love didn't. about Marcus you're Mariota, right. but, but he's not right. better than yeah. Derek Carr. No. And we, I, we had you and I had this conversation for years, going back to the draft. And I said I I don't love him as a passer. Um, you know, you bring up the things you were right about, but he's he's still a good, you're right. He's a good player. He is better than just a regular NFL backup if i was playing devil, that devil's advocate on his but, great but performance I, but i but i
0: think what makes i think what makes us unique when it comes to the pac 12 players i think a lot of other guys that talk about football for a living in the country don't a lot of them don't live on the west coast and if you don't live on the west coast let's face it you're not going to. and it's what i think what kind of makes dj a little unique he's just out here he had watched a lot of pac 12 ooh you a lot of guys oh, just live in the midwest or or the, yeah the north the northeast You're just not going to live and die with the Pac-12 games as much when some of these other games are on. You obviously call games, and we both consume a shitload of it. Mariota was pretty universally thought. Like, we were, and I remember I had a couple friends in the NFL that agreed, were like, he's being compared to Steve Young. And that was like a universal comparison. Mayock, who was viewed as the number one guy, had him like number one. Like, he was not like, you were an outlier if you questioned his talent. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like questioned his talent to be like, he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And I'll never forget. We had a radio show. I tweeted like his, and this is when I learned how powerful Titans Twitter was like, you know, best case. Is he like a little more athletic Alex? And That's right. they freaked. I did. And that was, that was the first time I ever got ratioed in my mentions by a fan base. And ultimately I turned out to be right. But, but the momentum for him, cause he starts right away. They had a little success. And I do think you saw flashes in the one game, but yeah, it's it's clear. Like it's he was if you did a redraft, he's a second or third rounder, not the number two overall pick, right?
1: Well, aren't he's most first drafted. rounders? It
0: turns out, yeah, turns out
1: most first rounders in a redraft, and when you don't over, you don't put the you don't put the quarterback. You're not on the even pedestal. talking.
0: You're not even talking quarterbacks. You're just talking in general.
1: No, no, I'm talking specifically quarterbacks. Like it turns out most first yeah. round quarterbacks are just third rounders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the way
1: the position gets drafted. If I'm going to play devil's advocate on the game that he had, that he played really well when he came off the bench on a short week, I do give him a ton of credit. Again, I root for the guy. Like I've seen what he does at Oregon. I've seen how much they love him at the university of Oregon. See how much they love him in Hawaii. Like you and I both root for him. The defense also was playing Marcus Mariota off the bench on a short week. So I do think in that situation, the Raiders probably had a little bit of an advantage.
0: He but, had 88 yards rushing.
1: Yeah, that can't. That I, I just, yeah. y- you, you, to me, and this is why I do, this is why I do did buy some of the, you I had take I'd, I'd, venture to guess,
0: I'd venture to guess Derek's never rushed anything close to 80 yards in a game, right? That's a good question. Maybe, Maybe he's not. had one big run in a game. I'd bet his career, if I had to take an educated guess, career high, 45 yards. Yeah. And it's like a 30-yard run in there or something.
1: Um, The reason I did buy just that they were taking calls on Derek was because that – you know what what else that report said? Was if they could replace him with a better quarterback, right? In other words, like, yeah, okay, could we do a deal where we end up with Deshaun? Fine. But those reports were never and have never been this year, okay, let's get Derek out of the way so Marcus can be the starting quarterback. That's not what they're thinking.
0: No. That has not been a report yet. The the car trade was predicated on a Deshaun connection. What could they get from uh, Mario, do you
1: think? Nothing in the
0: first, yeah, to me, nothing in the first two days because he's going to be a free agent and he's not like a, a bona fide starter. I, I think you just factor in the position, quarterback. I, I think you end up getting a fourth. Good character guy. You don't have to worry about him. I think a fourth... I mean, we see a lot shittier players get traded for like third or I something. Mean, yeah. I don't think you feel that bad about giving away a fourth. I mean, teams like take punters and kickers and I, I could live with taking Marcus Mariota for a fourth. Even though it's potentially just a one-year rental, right? Because you also might do it. Here's to me where you might do it. If you trade Sam Darnold or Tua's gone and you just want to have a guy around and you have a little money. Like you're a you're a team that's going to have a rookie quarterback and you don't necessarily like how about Arizona? The, Atlanta wouldn't have to do it. I think Arizona, but they got to pay. But sense. again, like, do they, does it make yeah, sense? Yeah, But they're all, see? yeah, to me, they, they make more sense to have a $1 million backup. They're just, yeah, all, yeah. All their chips I, I just might like, take it table. I think, you know, the bad teams or even slash desperate, like, you know, if Washington, the dust settles, you're like, I don't know if we can get a quarterback. I just, this guy's better than anything we have. We kind of have a little nucleus. We just double down on the run game. If I told you Washington got him for a fourth and they just drafted pretty well, you'd be like, okay, Washington would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Would he be a better – is he a better player than Daniel Jones on the Giants? You bring him in to kind of compete? You know, I I think there's a market guy just because he – I don't know if there would have been a market. He got a little lucky Derek got hurt because he wouldn't have played a snap this season. Because remember, Derek then came back the next week. Like, just having that one game of tape – I think just resurrected his value a little. Yeah, I, it was nonexistent. I and he'd been hurt. He'd been a hurt player, right? As you if like he, to say. if he did, if he did not play a snap this season, I think it'd be you'd be hard pressed to trade a ten million dollar player whose last tape was bad. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, they would have cut him. Right. The second was the second year guaranteed. No.
0: So. But and it's good. To I, me, if you're the to me, if you're the Giants and Washington football team, I think you'd you'd be interested. I think in Washington guy. definitely makes some sense. Yeah. And and worst case scenario, if you're the Colts and you just get shut out, and maybe get you, you just trade for them, and then maybe you're still looking to and trade draft up it, and draft. Him.
1: Yeah, I mean they got the problem is they they've got a fourth round quarterback on their roster, who's probably not ready to be their backup based on what they've said. Jacob Eason doesn't seem like he's ready to be their backup because they basically There's said no we don't know what we
0: have. Yeah, I mean if you were playing a game tomorrow, Eason couldn't hold Mariota's jock in an NFL game.
1: Right? No, no.
0: I honestly thought fourth round for him was a little bold, but this is back to me. So he's it probably a sixth or seventh rounder, but quarterbacks are just overvalued. And he's got a physical,
1: you know, he's got some tools.
0: He does can't uh, move though. Right? No, he's more of a true pocket quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mariota's is going to have a lot of interest now for a right price, but I, all these teams were listing, Cause you gotta have contingency plans. Everyone's like, "Just go get Watson." <laughs> it's like, "Well, what if they just don't trade him, right? Go get Wentz." Like, how he's like, "We're not giving him away for like a third, right?" So you just yeah. go, "We just take this guy in a fourth, and then go into the draft." But then if you can't pull off the draft day move, he's just you're just stuck with him, and then you gotta like sign like Fitzpatrick or something. Well, you, you know can get to a weird me,
1: Spot fast. I was on uh, Nike.com, John, yesterday. It's uh, a sporting goods company, and uh, I was looking at shoes. Good, good and stuff uh, uh, yeah i mean i think they got a shot they've yeah. got a bunch of shoes for 140 dollars and then they have a little tab on the side right it's like men women athletic shoes uh, apparel and then there's a tab that just says like shoes under hundred dollars right there's a lot of people that just you want a forty dollar pair of shoes not a 180 dollar pair of shoes and to me that's uh, they sell out of a lot of shoes i would imagine of the shoes that are under under 140 dollars now they sell out a bunch of the shoes that are 180 bucks because there's a big market for those. But the ones under 100 bucks, they sell out those too because people, not everyone's shopping in the same category.
0: Right? 100%. You ever go to a Mexican so, restaurant? You can get a super big burrito. You can also get little street tacos. Not everyone three. wants a big burrito. Or you can get both, You know, depending on yeah, how long or, it's been. Or you can just eat 900 exactly. chips. The key is to have options. Mariota's an option.
1: Is there anything in the restaurant world more regrettable than like guaranteed regrettable? Than eating too many chips at a Mexican restaurant?
0: Uh, regrettable, slash, it's one of the enjoyments worth of going it. there. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Totally worth it. But just like, you know, going in, well, so what's so, so
0: much easier to consume than like the bread at the steakhouse, right? Because it's to me, it's a little oh. easier to turn down like after every like, little, little, it's like, yeah. The chips are just so easy. Another basket of hot chips? Yeah. <laughs> Another basket of hot, we'll hot keep chips? Keep them coming.
1: It's hard, too. Once you, once you go into the world of, I'll have a $9 bowl of guacamole, it's hard to come out of that world because it's just so good. There's no,
0: there's no coming back.
1: <laughs> That's when they make it by the table. Yeah, I remember that somebody.
0: life. Yeah, the old days.
1: <laughs> did we get an update? Was the, uh, the story that the, st- air quotes, streaker uh, at the Super Bowl, did he bet $50,000 on himself? Uh, and make three hundred seventy thousand dollars, as the uh, internet
0: uh, internet claims. All the gambling people I follow, every single one of them claimed one hundred percent not believable. Because Urban I guess in the prop in the prop world, especially with like my bookie for example, I could I could make a large wager on the Super Bowl ten thousand or whatever, and I think most books are like this on props, novelty props. They typically have like. $300 maximum or whatever. There's not, you can't bet unless you go into like the MGM 50,000 on the coin flip, let alone something like there's going to be a streaker because you could be this, you could be the streaker. Right. And then as, as I told, mentioned to you, listen, I, I'm not trying to be a hater here or a negative Nancy. And maybe it's just my natural move is when everyone is doing a jerk off session for something funny it's like, ah, I it can't be that funny. And it's like the Kevin Harlan thing. So I just refuse to like get that much enjoyment out of it. Maybe I'm just a hater, negative Nancy on that. But I I did click on it the other day. He had shorts on. He was not naked. I didn't see no, a penis or on a butt. And a thong. Yeah. Or like a onesie type situation. I, to me, a streaker, man or woman, I'll give you shoes. You cannot have anything on your lower extremities. Like to me, a streaker is everything is showing from your, you know, shoes, dicks flopping around. Shoes acceptable, hat acceptable. That's it. Yeah. Sunglasses, maybe.
1: (laughs) Sunglasses.
0: Oh, he's going for the chain link fence. But like I'd give a would you call it a streaker if it was a guy? And he had on like a little tank top, but nothing else. Like, I, I'd still, if like your penis and your ass is, fl- you know, out, I'd probably give you the benefit out. You go shorts, like, no, bro, you just, you could have just been at the beach. No one would have noticed. If, if no one would notice you at an American beach with your apparel, you're not a streaker, in my book.
1: Well, I need nudity. I would say, mo- yeah, like there's a beach in San Francisco where you cross an yeah, imaginary yeah. line and all of a <laughs> sudden everyone's naked. Ocean Beach.
0: Didn't you say you were walking down the street the other day and just two people were just holding hands naked? This was uh,
1: a week ago Sunday. Went to the yeah. uh, Castro. <laughs> There's a really good coffee shop there named uh, called Spikes. Okay. And uh, yeah, went for a little stroll. Can and you walk from the Castro from your house? No, no. We drove over there. I mean, gotcha. I guess you could, but it was yeah, a long way. And um, yeah, just two older dudes walking down the street naked. Good shape or just like dad? Uh, you know, I, I, luckily or unluckily, I, I only saw they were on the other side of the sidewalk and pretty far ahead of me, and then they turned the corner. They were wearing like a uh, cat in the hat, like these big top hats. Yeah. <laughs> so all I got was wrinkly button back.
0: but uh, Man, Manscaped or hairy backs? Not hairy backs. Yeah. yeah so yeah. maybe
1: they shave each other's backs. I don't know.
0: Manscaped. They get service? Are you allowed to walk in anywhere You, you know, it's like, a great question.
1: I would bet yes. I would bet absolutely yes. Because every... Uh, every shop on like that for like three blocks is just every name of every store is just a pornographic name. Oh,
0: I, I don't know if I've ever been in the Castro to be honest with you. Yeah. W- where is that? South San Francisco?
1: No, I mean, just off of mission. I mean, South okay. of where you lived when you were in the city. Yeah. But yeah. So like
0: it's on the other side of the Bay bridge or the, you know, one Oh, I guess 80 one Oh one. Right.
1: Uh no, because the 101,
0: on one it kind of bends, oh wraps around, yeah. But it's down in that area, yeah, 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 yep. Like where Comcast is, and you just kind of keep working your way, kind
1: of, because but the whole grid is turned to the city, so it's not actually near Comcast, but yeah, it's further.
0: But if I'm at Comcast, I just keep driving down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you headed, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll run into it eventually. Yeah, southwest. Uh, Bikes? What do they? What's so great about their coffee? It's just black, or no? Just make
1: good coffee. We went down there one day. And it's a dog friendly cafe. We don't have a dog, and uh, in COVID, there's really no dogs around. But it's they got pictures of people's dogs. I'd like to go there when there's a bunch of dogs there. Uh, but we went in one time, uh, Christmas. We went in. They were very nice. And so we're like, oh, we just like coming out of here.
0: Yeah, I think you'd think you'd like dogs, but then I was. My mom called me this morning, and Callie, she's like a nine, ten year old lab. She's like, yeah, just uh, realized the day Callie took a shit in the house. I'm like, uh, what? She's like, yeah, I just looked over there, and Callie had gone to the bathroom. Is Callie like, losing uh, it? You think? Yeah, that's what that's my first thought. And this is uh, maybe feed him t- feed her too early. I don't know. Not a good sign.
1: No, not a good sign at all.
0: Yeah, yeah I like, like dogs you know, in theory. Second a lot time in like a month. Yeah.
1: Then I actually then so, then our neighbor has a dog and a very cute golden retriever. Uh, but if was an if Callie was an NFL player, you it. probably wouldn't resign her. Dogs are high maintenance. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Every worst. dog is a is a is a high, is a diva wide receiver. Yeah, it <laughs> uh, just wants the. They ball. They need a lot of attention. <laughs> All right, send us pictures of your dogs. Yeah, I I love dogs. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code Ham Fifty for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, got to get to more like it. And I sent him the Lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to Manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the performance package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin-safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling. Every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, Boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code ham and manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. The other piece of news we want to get into because uh we, we both love golf, uh, is that the I see golf people are very angry, John. Not some, not all golf people, some people. Okay. I saw a person. I'll be honest. Got to be careful about that. The PGA Championship is going to allow rangefinders. Like, you can put it to your eye. What do they call them? Like, digital distance detectors, or there's, like, some official word for them. But um, my first reaction was I hate it, because, you know, I hate change in technology. But I actually, if if it speeds the game up instead of guys staring at their yardage books for five minutes, maybe it's not the worst thing.
0: Yeah, I I think the natural reaction of... Not necessarily you. Even no, it's, you kind of, you, of fell into this category. No, I the did. Media I fell into is it. Gonna, is gonna is not going to like it. My pushback would be, who fucking cares? Is it really changing that much? Because it feels right now, whenever whoever is in a big shot or once the tournament starts, they're pretty locked in. So if you give them the advantage to, instead of doing that work pregame, right, for a golfer, it'd be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of the caddy going around making marks. And let's face it, some of these courses a cat he's probably been to, if he's got a certain player on the bag or he's been around the tour a while, they've been to countless times, right? They know what tree, this is 137 yards. Like these guys are pretty locked in from like a Belichickian level. And if you use football as an example, remember at first, like as technology changed and the league did a deal with Microsoft Surface, and you're like, are you going to allow iPads and stuff <laughs> on the yeah. sideline? And people were a little uneasy. And who was the first guy? Like he just, they'd hand him an iPad, and he'd be working. It was Bill. Remember, he'd just have the iPad and he'd be doing stuff. And now, every time you look, they all got iPads. Because back when we were like kids in the 90s, what would happen? They'd do that printout and you'd have guys over there on the sheet. Why do you need to do that? Like, the yardage book in the back of your head? Technology exists. You can still have the yardage book if you want. I think I I 100% every golf podcast I follow is going to be anti. I know. That's why I thought very hard
1: about my reaction to
0: it. What are the negatives? Is it giving anyone an advantage? They already have the distance. Yeah, I, I think most, the pace I, would of play imagine, thing- I would love
1: to ask a professional golfer, ask Connor, like, what percentage of misses are yardage misses, right? You see it a little bit. I remember a couple of years ago on 18 at Eastlake, Paul Casey's caddy gave him a wrong distance, and it was bad. It, they were way off. Yeah. But the good news for Paul Casey, he wasn't really in the mix, and so it didn't become a bad situation. But it's one of the funniest things I've seen on a golf course because they go to his caddy. His caddy's, like, famous, his caddy's one yeah. of the more recognizable caddies on and he's like got his hand over his mouth and he's like oh my god I gave you the wrong yardage like I just did the yardage wrong or maybe he gave him like handed him the wrong cl- something it was a yardage mistake right but for the most part misses are just the shot you miss the sh- you don't hit what you want to
0: hit right but I think that I think the Paul Casey thing it just becomes a big talking point if it happens on Sunday how often does that happen for someone you're not paying attention to on a Friday I, or I'd Thursday, love to know like it, is that common or not? Yeah. I bet it's decently... Yeah, I bet it's pretty common. I, I, it happens because, maybe not like multiple times around, but a tournament for sure. You I, see it like when you watch a guy overhit. I, I was watching... I mean, I just having money on Scotty Scheffler. They would come up short and they come up long and they look at their caddy and they shake. I just wonder how much different would that be if you know the exact yardage? Yeah, I guess if every single time there is no guessing, it takes some of the human element out, which makes the, it fun. Yeah, the only other... Like is there no is there no the drama because part of that is drama right? Yeah, you and want guys
1: to hit shitty shots. I my again I my natural reaction. I told you, and then I tried to fight my natural reaction. But it doesn't mean my natural reactions. I'm open to the possibility that they're like the human element has taken a beating because we always bring it up when it comes to officiating and and umpiring. But there's something to be said for the human element of the competitors having to be you know, their best without any assistance and not closing the gap between the people that are really good at it and the people that aren't. Like, I'll say this, watching Bryson on the uh, on the Greens book forever, it's not great TV, but ultimately he works harder than other people at some things and you should get the benefit of it when it comes to putting. Or you play extra practice rounds or you walk around and really put in the extra work the days leading up, mapping the course. I mean, maybe you should be rewarded for it, So I, I'd be interested in what the players say
0: because I think their opinion to me really matters on this subject. Well, when I, when I was like high school golf, range finders hadn't even been a thought in someone's mind yet. If you hit it on a certain hole, a lot of golf courses, unless, you, I mean, I, I never got to play these sweet, sweet golf. Just your average run-of-the-mill course, if you're going to play some high school team in Sacramento, like fucking Nevada Union, was marked 200, 150, 100, right? So if you're in the middle... You have to just pace it off. That's what humans did. And that's what, essentially, what caddies do on the tour. Now, I do think at, at their tournaments, it's probably more sprinkler heads are marked like every 10 yards or maybe 15 yards around. But in a lot of courses in the history of the sport, even if you're playing your friend for $1,000, $5, whatever, until these rangefinders, you just had to pace it off. You're like, I'm at 90, I think. And then you'd pace yeah. it off. You don't know where it is. That's part of golf. You know, if you're just playing pickup with your buddies, You don't have a T-sheet to be like, well, the pin is five yards back, seven yards back. You're like, how far is it past the bunker? They're like, you know, probably like, uh, you know, seven paces. And you're just... That is not the the way they operate already. Now, it does 100% take any guessing game out of it. There's never like, I hand you the wrong club. There's never just based on the number that you get from the thing. And that's assuming the thing's 100% right. And it, it does feel like people think it's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's another, it's a massive, right. The, the market for those things is huge. I see blue teas and all these other, there's one that's like bright green. They do a bunch of advertising. The blue tees one does a bunch of advertising. It's another marketplace that now maybe every you, you think guy,
0: technology, when you just look around sports, cause it's clearly infiltrated its way into sports. I think for the most part, guy, it's been really beneficial. I know sometimes it takes a little time. There was a call, this chick who was calling the Warriors game against Spurs. Did they play the Spurs last night? It was the charge it, on yeah, Steph Curry. They called it charge on Steph. She had been, she just had some terrible calls. And I don't, but my take on that rule, I like it. And that's yeah. something that I would imagine when it came in there, I'm sure some, maybe, I don't know the media, but people. That one, I remember when it came in, it. there
1: was like no discussion. Like people, I don't think there was even much discussion about it when it came in. Oh, People wanted it. I just don't think there was any pushback from from what I remember because there was so we had spent every postseason is was that a charge? Was that a block? freaking out about the fouls? Yeah, yeah, and we're so used to replays in football. I mean, replays in football. Other thing. Here's one: pass interference
0: was challengeable two years ago. It wasn't this last season. Did you miss it? Well, That's a that's a, no. I like it. It's not challengeable. But well, I, I give too. the NFL credit. They tried it and they kind of rigged it because they told them to only do it on egregious ones. It never really got called. Got challenged a couple times. If I remember correctly, Gruden definitely challenged it a couple times. Failed every single time. And then they just threw it out. If this, if all of a sudden it's like every dude in a tournament is like 30 plus under or something, just don't allow it anymore. Like it, I think it's pretty easy to pivot. You, the best part about these leagues, especially, I mean, the NFL is a great example. It feels like it's really difficult to change. No, they can do whatever the fuck they want. It's like, what's the salary cap going to be? It's going to be $110 million. It'll, now it's $175 million. Now it's like, I think it's going to be $185 million. They can just pick and choose, right? Past interference. We're like, it's going to ruin the league. It kind of was a little weird. They're like, I'll just throw it out. You, if, the, if the, To me, at the rangefinders, you just move. It's like baseball. Try the runner on second base in overtime or extra innings. If it doesn't work, take it out. The DH, you know, now there are other economic stuff going on there. But like... Some of the, uh, to me, it's always my thing with Eric Burns on the, um, you know, on the electronic strikes. Yeah. Just try it, yeah. and if it if it sucks,
1: but they do. It. They they've tried it in some levels of minor league baseball and in spring training.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I give them credit, and it's if it, if you brought it to the big leagues and it was just for whatever reason did not work, and it was like you had dudes taking their bat and taking out the robot or whatever. I don't even know if there would be a robot there, but whatever. And it was a bad. You would just cancel it. It's not like, you're not getting married to any of these ideas. Yeah. That's why I I love the range finder idea. Now I do, maybe there's a chance we'd have to ask people. It becomes too easy for these guys.
1: Yeah. And the the, I think what's nice about it is it's only going to be in one event. So we don't have to go like a whole year with it and then a whole year and then see what we think. Like, you'll just see it in an event and we'll have an opinion that weekend of what we thought it was like. And we'll hear what the players think about it.
0: Right? Like immediately. The other thing is... The players don't have them in their hand, right? The guy has it and he tells them. Right. Like their caddy's going to shoot it. Yeah. You'd think. May, maybe a couple players do it. Like, no, Jimmy, hand me the. Hand well, titleist
1: might be like, no, we need you holding it for the photo. We've got a new line of rangefinders coming out. And uh, we need, if you could hold it, please, that'd be fantastic. On 18, coming up, it's like it's a putt. No, if you could really, it's a 60 yard chip. If you could please just hold it up.
0: Oh, Bryson's going to have a. You see, Bryson. I saw him doing an interview the other day. He had DraftKings on the side of his hat. I like, oh, I yeah. I remember that's
1: he awesome. joined the team recently.
0: Yeah, well, I knew that, but I didn't realize they put the logo on the on his little cap. Uh, when did they do it for the first time? Was it
1: the PGA Championship last year? Maybe where he ended up.
0: Yeah, it was. I think it was definitely like the Corona comeback. It was a pretty big deal when he signed. Maybe the Masters. I thought it was a little later in the year, but I, I could be all of these months run together. So last year, the
1: NBA brought in the challenge on a uh, one-year basis. They approved it, and uh, you get one, and uh, you lose it.
0: One thing uh, I need to watch, because obviously we talk a lot about it, is the PGA Tour on Peacock Premium ran a special broadcast gambling only. Like every shot, the odds of hitting the green, live odds, and it was just gambling. You know, everything was gambling related. Yeah. And I do wonder... You know, especially as technology becomes a la carte, right? As everything just becomes app-wise, right? And we're all YouTube TV, Amazon Prime, and Peacocks, and all these things. I mean, we're already, some of you guys listening are already doing it. Me and Haberman are like living in 2009 with our cable boxes, which I still feel comfortable with because I just, I need some certainty with my TV. Mm-hmm. Even though I end up on Netflix or Amazon Prime a lot anyway. That's the irony of the whole thing. Like during the week when there are no games on, there's nothing really to watch on normal TV unless I'm going to watch like golf channel or the news. Yeah. I don't really watch like TNT that much non like a Warriors game. Right. But just how often, I mean, we're talking a lot about gambling. It's clearly infiltrating and fantasy. Are there just these separate broadcasts for all the games, football, basketball, baseball. Now there's got to be a market there. And I think golf just because there's just one event, it's probably a little different with like all these baseball games going on, right? You wouldn't just do it for a Giants game; there wouldn't be enough. Probably be a little easier with football to just do live odds, kind live of like prep, a live prep, live prop. Yeah, like a mixture of the red zone meets gambling. It actually is made for it, just on Sundays, right? Yeah, Basically to me, you remember a gambling. You remember that league that. Um
1: Johnny Manziel played in. Didn't he play in a league where like all the plays were going to be called by fans watching on their phones? You remember that XFL? No, it wasn't the XFL. It was like another league, and like all the play calls were going to come from fans watching on their phones. I feel like
0: Johnny Manziel's joined like seven leagues (laughs) because he's in one right now. Which, in theory, that's great, but like you got to be really locked in to start voting on plays. Where the they're onto something,
1: like the technology of having people interact during the game. Is they're on to something, but let's let the experts yeah. call the plays. We, I, the idea is smart.
0: I don't hate it. Like, hey, it's like Madden. You get to. Well, guy, you, That's my point. I think I think we're a little early but it with gambling. But my, my point is, uh, Middlecoff damas I think in the next decade, you're going to see those kind of thrive. Well, Major, really baseball's gambling done kind of
1: with related. Baseball's done it with the analytics baseball broadcast that ESPN sometimes does. Right? I forget what they call it. How boring is that to watch? Um, uh, you know it's fine. I I've watched it. It's I was a, I was it's, a joke. It's fine. <laughs> um, I uh, you know have you? And ESPN's done it for championship games, like national championship football, yeah. with their coaches broadcast. And and my problem with all those is like I want the game as big. Like I don't need to watch like the game on a smaller screen than when I'm watching it on, right? Um, yeah. but
0: sometimes they're interesting. I I remember I talked to somebody. I think it's I think the hard part on that one is if you could get the top. The most famous five or six coaches not in the game, like Lincoln Riley, you know uh, Mario, whoever, you know Matt Campbell, and they were on the broadcast. Why, why, why but they, won't they, you they, say
1: Nick Saban's name? Well, he's in the game. He's in the game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I'm just saying, whoever does not whoever gets knocked out in the in the first round. So like this year, it would have been Dabo and who would Alabama beat? I don't even fuck. I don't even remember uh, it who they was, played. Notre, oh, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame. Brian Dame. Kelly. Yeah, so you get Dabo, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, one of the Jim I do think that would have a little more juice. But they end up getting Mac, which yeah. is cool. Me and you know him. But I think for the average guys, like McElwain, this, you know, half It's always Boston like Steve Adazio. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it's always the, a Boston year, College I, guy. Yeah, Jed Fish would be all over it. And Jed it's just Fish like, it is cool. It. But it's, it, it doesn't have as much star power. Uh, I talked to somebody a couple months so ago. It's always got the one fired guy, they, like uh, the dude that got fired from Auburn. Years ago, is always on it. Chizik. Chizik, yeah. Well, he he's does always SEC like running, running the... I think he works for SEC yeah. Network, for ESPN. He's always running the clicker. Like, what do you guys think? No, I thought Luganville's always running the clicker. Yeah, Luganville does it too. Yeah, sometimes too.
1: Uh, I talked to a guy a couple months ago who told me he knows a guy, he knows the guy that PGA hired to bring on to help them with golf bet, which is the, what you're talking about. It's like the PGA proprietary betting app they're and, gonna try
0: to have their own draftkings right
1: yeah but he was like if you notice like all their people push it really hard it's they're not getting a ton of action on it but that was what I heard a couple yeah. months ago that golf bet was not really taken off for them um so they're gonna go because- all in on trying I mean they they obviously have gone all in on it but they're really trying to push it like if you watch I was watching last week I'm sure it'll pop up Thursday where the, every on Golf Channel they're bringing on their their person who's doing the props for golf bet and like they're really trying.
0: Well, well, I think it's I don't difficult is like Fox. Have you seen Have you seen the way Fox does it with like Fox Bet? I think golf, they have yeah. the same idea. Yeah, and I think it's natural that your people. It's not going to be their their number one thing. Is like they're going to do content. They're going to talk about the and they're going to you know intermix that DraftKings or FanDuel or my book whoever that is their sole business It's just talking gambling fantasy like that is they're pushing the shit out of it. The other thing kind of gets lost because golf bet, for example. So let's say golf channel is supposed to push golf bet too. It's not really natural for like maybe, you know, Justin Leonard, Brandel Chambly to talk about it. And then it does feel like you're already playing one of the other ones because they've already been pushed to you through us or whoever you're listening to or whatever you're watching. It's hard to compete. To me, the leagues, I honestly, I would just do it and they don't want to, because they think it's like, why am I spending someone else's money when I can just do it myself? Well, they're mastering that. You've mastered football, golf, or whatever partner with them they need you just as much as you need them you can make a lot of money off them and it's easier
1: I, I, and like, i don't know exactly so i'm just reading golf bet powered by the action network but it's also when i click on it it says brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook okay. so you're but, but i think to your point is like they're trying to make i it, think they kind of gave in to DraftKings because they need okay them. you need to be wherever like i can't have you just disappear from my betting life for six months like, your whole app. I don't go on your app anymore, right? As an example, Daily Fantasy or My Bookie. I'm, I'm on there for football, and then I'm just on there for golf, and then I'm on there for
0: basketball, just on there for everything. Yeah. Um, that's where the gambling apps have you. It's like, oh, uh, you know, Conor McGregor's fighting this weekend. Well, I can just bet on them on the thing. You wouldn't think, like, oh, the golf app. Can I bet on the Chiefs game? Right? That's, yeah. It encompasses it all. Yeah.
1: Yep. I went straight from the NFL. Actually, what happened was I was making my Super Bowl props, and I was like out of stuff I wanted to uh, bet on, and so I went straight to NBA MVP odds and uh, put fifty bucks on Steph. I think it was plus fourteen hundred or plus twelve hundred. Now, That's I actually good. the odds weren't as long as I was hoping they would be. I thought they'd be. Oh no! You were hoping
0: they be. were like twenty five hundred minimum. Yeah, I was like, no something.
1: one's gonna be betting on Steph for MVP, but. <laughs> Thought I had a little something, but turns out the world's heard about Steph Curry as he's dropping 61 points. Yeah.
0: He, he's actually quick Steph take. Watching last night, he's almost underrated again. He's remarkable. He, uh, you know what? I mean, it's remarkable how good he is. He looks so good. He looks remarkable. He was almost so fantastic. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to quit Twitter. I just wanted to tweet Steph Curry is remarkable. he I'm telling gets like you, man. fadeaway threes I mean, on I'm guys that are all like, over him with ease. The shot he hit on Rudy
1: Gay. To me, he's finishing with ease at the rim, getting inside. I mean, he looks
0: like—I actually think he's in his prime right now. Like he looks like he's better. I just, I, I just go, okay, LeBron's the best player. I mean, are there two? Maybe if KD's one hundred percent healthy, maybe a little bit. Like there aren't five better players in this guy. Well, it's like, remember, it's like he's, he's just a here comes Giannis, horse. here comes Luca, here comes like Steph's team is not good. He just dominates. Oh my god. It's partly because
1: maybe partly because Clay's gone that he's playing like this, but I he he
0: looks every bit in his prime to me as he ever But he's not even really chucking like it's in the offense. It's just he's fucking unreal. Yeah. I had the thought like, how is this guy so good at basketball and also so good at golf? When does he have this fucking time? How does he how does he keep his basketball skills so locked in three sixty five? Well he spends a lot of time on it, I guess.
1: And he's just clearly but but he's got the golf in the garage.
0: I think part of it is like maybe the NBA guys I follow are always tweeting when they're working out. Like, you know, he doesn't Instagram his workouts. Yeah. Right? When he's doing weird. So you don't know when he checked in or checked out? No. That was always a Dame Lillard beef. Like, sorry, I'm not Instagramming my workouts, guys. I'm fucking just in the gym working out. Something to it. (laughs) I like to keep tabs. Yeah. That's why we do a lot of shows that we don't even post. Just because, like, we don't need to, you know, prove to anybody. Just do it. out, Put it out there in the ether, you know? Yeah.
1: We just go down the sidewalk talking. If you happen to catch us, you catch us. All right, mailbag time. Go to iTunes, uh, subscribe, rate, review. When you leave a review, make it five stars and leave us a mailbag question. Our first one comes from uh, Ricky R K Y M N N T Skier. I'm sure if I slowed down and read that like a license plate, I could figure out what it actually says. Ricky Muntskier. Hey guys, love the show. Blah 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 blah. What you always say. LOL. That's actually very good and I would encourage all your compliments from here on out to just be blah, blah, blah. I like that. My question as a lifelong Bronco fan is, how much is too much for Deshaun Watson? I would personally sell the farm to be able to to compete with Patty and Herbert, even if we had to lose half our defense and maybe some of our offense. I think we'd still have a chance to win every game. Thoughts? By the way, I hate you guys for having Kyle Shanahan. Elway should have been fired the minute he left. He let him leave the building.
0: (laughs) Pretty nuts. Really is. Uh, but also I think sometimes, you know, you're so close to it. There's probably an element of John having been so close to Mike and seeing Kyle when he's young that he didn't look at him like an independent person would that didn't know him like Jed York, right? Or whoever interviewing him. Did I just, it's hard. Also,
1: I'd be a little harder on Elway if Shanahan had been like their quarterback coach right before he became the Falcons OC and then became the Niners head coach. Right. Oh, like he had worked for John. Yeah, well, I mean, he hadn't been in Denver since his
0: dad. I mean, he like he was never a coach of the Broncos, was he? But I mean, just as an individual, he was the number one OC on the market. People liked him. He was interviewing everywhere. Well,
1: sure. Now that's different. But I'm just saying, you let him leave the building when he was
0: a teenager,
1: <laughs> like or whatever, you yeah. know. But so, you know, like if let's, he'd been an offensive a- assistant
0: in 2009, then I'd feel a little differently. But he was never there as a coach. Yeah. But just you look back five years later, you're kicking yourself. Uh, Yeah, you're talking about.
1: So you're saying that our commenter is saying, let him leave the building after the interview. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you think?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. But my point is, like, I get where Elway Elway might have just viewed Kyle through a lens that other people aren't. Maybe it was just harder for him to having known his dad.
1: And no, there's something to that. I'm just saying, do you think this question means let him leave the building as an interviewer or when he was a teenager?
0: Yeah, he, he meant when he interviewed. Because if he'd held like, him hostage since him. he was
1: a teenager in the organization, <laughs> just giving him a job, it would have been genius. Have
0: been pretty, All right, I misinterpreted smart. the
1: question. And yeah, he picked the wrong guy.
0: Yeah. I think because they just hired General Patton, under no circumstances until you hire your own coach, are you going to just sell the farm for a player, no picks? I don't even think it's an option for the Denver Broncos. To bring on Deshaun to, me, to it, play for a year for Fick. Yeah, I, I think I think General Patton, you just – it's kind of a shitty spot for Vic, but you just got to roll back Drew Locke, roll back the team, and just hope to make the playoffs to survive. And even that we've seen before. Winning a playoff game doesn't <laughs> dictate your survival. Like if you told me the Broncos went 10-6 and six this year, made the playoffs, let's say lost in the first round as like the fifth seed. I don't know if it's a lock. Vic Fangio survives. Just We just see the way the league works, new GM, especially just- if this – the situation with the ownership gets resolved and then George Patton is just in charge, brings in his own Kyle Shannon uh, you know, I Vic's in a little trouble. I think. I, and I don't so, think you do a move as a new GM when your coach is already, you know, kind of an unknown Yeah, I would his status is an unknown.
1: I would trade a couple ones for him. Obviously the cost is gonna be much higher than that. But there is a scenario where I would acquire Deshaun Watson if I were the Broncos, If I was oh Patton. well,
0: yeah, I mean, I, but I'm just saying, like, if it's four ones, I can't do that. if yeah, I'm I agree. General Patton and Vic, I agree. But, but but I'm just, I think there's a world
1: where you get the guy that makes your job more attractive for the next time you start. Would,
0: it would if you got, but you wouldn't have picks, and who knows how good your team is. They do actually have a lot of they drafted a lot of receivers and stuff the last couple of years. And they, yeah, they have. They hits actually do. Picks. Like you watch the Broncos, you go, "God, they do have players all over." They're
1: them. just unwatchable yeah. because of their quarterback play.
0: They're unwatchable. Yeah, he's not. I thought they were the most well, boring. They've got good he players. Has a moment, like, like, he has a moment once a week where you're like, God, Drew Locke's pretty good. And then you look up, you're like, oh, he's
1: beating the Jags. I right. thought they were the most boring team in the NFL last year. Admittedly, I didn't watch the Panthers. So they were probably also pretty boring.
0: They had some moments. Because the Jags actually were pretty entertaining. That's right. I and mean, they were just always in games. Yeah. Uh okay, this from about that. This from Z team. Uh, the, the the Jets, the Jets had about a 10 week stretch where they were they were bad.
1: Yeah, but it was at least they were a story. Like, are they going to oh, lose yeah. again? That was interesting. That was I more mean, interesting e- than... The-
0: e- Eagles were a pretty rough watch a lot of the time, too. Yeah, but bad, but again, watch. interesting.
1: The Broncos at Jerry Judy, and I mean, you're right. They've got... uh, Great Pod, ZT West says, if you heard the... All right, how about this trade? Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey for Russell Wilson. Who would win that trade? Can you ever trade a star QB for non-draft picks? Also, will the Eagles regret firing Doug? Will they view it like firing Andy five to ten years from now? Uh, let's start with the Eagles. I think. Doug I, won.
0: I think uh, Eagles. Doug one. Doug won him Super Bowl. Yeah, first Super Bowl in franchise history. But will they regret? Works.
1: Will they regret firing him? Is the question. I think they might.
0: Uh, yeah, probably. But the, for them the to guy really guy regret firing, his press him, conference is pretty terrible.
1: It's 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 that plus Doug's got to go somewhere else and win for them to really regret it, right? Like, Doug's got to become a head coach somewhere else and win for the Eagles to regret I think it was much, him.
0: when they fired Andy, it wasn't because they thought, like, Andy would never get another job and probably even never win again. It was just time, right? Andy got a job a week later and then immediately won and started making the playoffs. Like, it just, so it, it, was, a, it was a different situation, even though Doug accomplished more. But not as much nearly as Andy, but just the one game is way more powerful than anything Andy accomplished. But Just a bizarre situation. It's a unique situation. You know, Carson, just it's a disaster. That's really what it is. I think you could do the trade if you ended up with like the number one pick in the draft. Or had a top five pick and you knew you were going to get a sweet quarterback. Because then you'd be like, well, we're just going to take a rookie. We're going to get these two sweet guys. And then we're going to have way more cap space with this guy. Like, if you knew you love Zach Wilson or you love Trevor Lawrence or whoever, and you were drafted in one, two, or three, I think you could pull a trade like that. Now, ideally, do you want to trade him in your division? No. But if I told you you got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald under contract and you had Trevor Lawrence coming, you might take the number one pick. Would you do that? Because I probably would.
1: This year's number one pick or any number one pick? I'm talking this year with Trevor Lawrence. I would trade Russell Wilson for the number one pick, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. If I were the Seahawks, no,
0: I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the Seattle would have the number one pick. Like, what is it oh. enough? Just Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, straight up Russell Wilson. If you have Trevor Lawrence coming, but it's because you just sucked. I mean, it doesn't feel like let's Jalen... Say, let's Ra- say Russell had tore his ACL, so he had <laughs> missed the year. That's why you sucked, right? But he was healthy. Yeah, yeah, he held out all year.
1: Uh, yeah, all right, like whatever. It doesn't feel like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, about to slow down anytime soon, right? Those guys are good. <laughs> so you would have they, they a you would have the kind of team to the playoffs. exactly. You would have the kind of team where you feel like we can we can compete for a Super Bowl this year with a quarterback who doesn't have to do that much, like Goff did.
0: Well, you'd be like, I, wait, I got J, I got Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey, and Russell and uh, Aaron Donald on my defense, and right. Bobby Wagner, and I can
1: afford it because I got a rookie quarterback supposed to be yeah. generational.
0: What if you didn't have the number one pick? But you had like you were gonna get like a Josh Allen type, you know?
1: Well, am I gonna? I'm getting Josh Allen type, or I'm getting Trey Lance? Yeah, Josh Allen
0: type, like Trey Lance.
1: By the way, did Brian Dable get his head coaching job yet? Or is that is that is that is that one not gonna happen? I think all the jobs are filled.
0: Like, hey guys, uh, remember when I when I actually called the plays and led my team to the AFC Championship? Guys, remember that? I don't even cares about me. Well, yeah, there was that. I'm just saying, he announced he. He announced I'm coming back to the Bills Like once it was clear he wasn't getting a job. Yeah, like, I'm I just saying the there were
1: five out. open jobs. I was like, well, God, is Dable going to take the Chargers job? Or is Dable? No, he said he's going to go into Texas. He's going to to pair back up in Houston. Well, there's just no jobs. I'm not complaining they didn't get a job. I'm just saying yeah. when we talk about, oh, a guy's definitely getting a job. Remember, we kind of pumped the brakes on Sala just because it was like, well, I mean, it's easy to say you're going to get a job until you actually do. Biannimi and Dable, great examples of that this year.
0: I had heard that he was going to the Chargers and ultimately like the Spanos family or someone influential kind of push for Staley. Because I'd say, how does Brandon Staley get a job over that guy? For sure. Then you listen to some of his podcasts, you go, he's pretty smart. Heard him on with Schefter, John, Adam Schefter. Yeah. who's also on this podcast. Right.
1: You don't have to go listen to Adam's podcast, you can listen to our podcast.
0: All right, um, on that note. Yeah, subscribe, rate, and review. Go
1: check out the YouTube channel. Later, everybody. Adios!